This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Of course, breaking news would drop right as I've just uploaded the pod, so I had to strip it down and add something to the beginning. Hey, what up? I'm Gregor, and I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to former Seattle Sounders FC, former Seattle Sounders FC player Chad Marshall, who just moments ago hung up the cleats for the last time. Ah, oh, it's so sad. He's retiring after 16 years as a professional, three-time defender of the year, and a guy who's been a hell of an anchor at the back for Seattle Sounders FC for all these seasons. What, does he have like a couple MLS Cup trophies under his belt too? Guy had a great career and he did a lot and provided us with a lot of chances to make fun jokes on this podcast too. So today's podcast dedicated to former Seattle Sounder FC and all-time legend Chad Marshall. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, sumo, nerdy soccer culture, fan (laughs) outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your hosts. I'm from Mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor. Hi there. And he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and yelled at in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field. He's Bran from the internet. Uh, brand the broken not yet not quite yet <laughs> you just moved you're probably brand the broke more like it <laughs> yeah yeah that's way more accurate <laughs> brand the broke should be my new twitter uh screen name i love this question that brandon put up here do us a favor go to apple podcasts and let us know this is really cool if you were going to get a sounders tattoo what would you get and where <laughs> from a star on your left hand like Stephen Fry or Celine Dion on your ass like one uh, not to be named Sounders fan <laughs> go let us know uh, Wait, what tattoo you would get in the in t- uh, either on the- Twitter or iTunes or something just tell us just t- whoa, 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 whoa whoa back off hold on you know someone with a Celine Dion tattoo on their ass you don't know about that just tell me who it is and I'll beep it it's Oh my God! He like made a bet at the beginning of the season that if the Sounders won MLS Cup or something like that, uh, that he would get Celine Dion tattooed on his ass. And then like it was the season that they did it, and then he did it, <laughs> and then like it got national attention, and Celine Dion saw it. <laughs> oh my God! I- I'm sh- I'm shook. I think is what you'd say. Um, that's cr- <laughs> that's cr- wow. Good job. It's a it's a lot. It's a lot. Brandon, if you were gonna get a Sounders tattoo, what would you get and where? Uh, me and my brother always make the joke uh, when we're out playing soccer over the weekend that um, every time we do something good, we point to our hand and say, star, star. Uh, so I think that we would, I would do like the next good thing I do in soccer, whatever body part I do it with, I'll just point to that and put a star there. Thinking about just getting Evans from his jersey tattooed where the jersey would be on my body. <laughs> it's the uh, Sounders fan version of those uh, angel wing 
tats that strippers get. Oh, or Davey Havoc from AFI. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that guy's incredible. He really is. I'm not even trying to be snarky at this point. So, although I think Brad Evans at this point would get like a Winnebago tattooed on him, or like a Jetstream or say, Airstream or whatever. Do you see Winnebago? Yeah, Winnebago. 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 Is that like, a, is that like one of those regional things? I don't. Are you just saying it wrong? Maybe am I saying it wrong? No, I'm probably saying it. Winneba- Winnebago, Winnebago. I don't I've, know. I've always heard Winnebago, like, and that goes back to like spaceballs. Yeah, as somebody who like never says that word, you're probably right. But I mean, the way it's spelled. Oh man, my forget the tattoo <laughs> nonsense. Tweeted us how to say Winnebago correctly. <laughs> Now, this week, the 11 behind the ball Sounders FC take on the My Dad Could Beat Up Your Dad, Sporking Kansas City, in a battle for Brad Evans Didn't Even Like You Cup. Obviously, we win that one. Uh, but before we get started, a few things. How's the new place? Um, it's really good. It's uh, I have wow. a lot more room. I have, a, I, have, I have a lot more room. I have a lot more room to podcast now, and, yeah. um, which, like... I need to occupy all of three square feet, so it doesn't mean that much, but the room around me is much bigger. Does it sound bigger? Uh, no, but more importantly, your wife doesn't have to be sitting like right there being like, oh, <laughs> you guys are such idiots. That's true. That's true. Well, that's nice. Um, uh, I'm glad to, that you got moved. The reason I ask if anyone who didn't catch last week, it was just me flying solo because Brandon had to move, and so here we are. That's great. Uh, now, I'm feeling bad for my cat. I have two cats. They're my... They came with the marriage. Uh, one of them is called Peanut, and I'm feeling real bad for him. Why is that? Well, is this the one that like poops in your closet? No, no, no. That's Shaggy. Shaggy, uh, he he doesn't poop in the box. He just poops next to it as like a. He like cried and cried and cried because he didn't have a sibling cat mm. because the other cat died. And then so my beautiful wife went and got him a cat. And then he was like, "Oh, I hate this cat. Now I shit on the floor." Not this one. <laughs> no. Why didn't you let me pick, dummy? <laughs> Uh, so why are you feeling bad for Peanut? Well, because Peanut loves Game of Thrones. Okay. And I know that's easy to just say like some sort of anthropomorphic thing like, oh, the cat, look at you're applying people qualities to the cat. <laughs> Ooh, whatever, right? I put this cat in front of my TV during Game of Thrones. He must love it. Uh, Brandon, I don't, or excuse me, Bran the Broke, I <laughs> don't put the cat in front of the TV for Game of Thrones. We started up, we, so we did the thing where we caught up four seasons and like the couple weeks leading up to the finale, and then we got caught up the night before, so then the night of the finale, we got to watch sort of live. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as we were watching, as we got later and later, and the dragons get bigger and bigger, Peanut was coming downstairs and plopping down onto the like <laughs> safe-for-a-toddler coffee table that we have, because it's soft and upholstered, and he would like hop onto a little pillow right there and then face the TV... And then every time a dragon would start flying around, he'd perk up and be like, I'm going to kill that dragon. <laughs> and Game of Thrones is over, so now I'm feeling bad for him. I don't know what he's going to do. Luckily, he is a cat, and I can just put it on, and he'll be fine. But it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, same thing that you do with your kid when you put on F1. <laughs> oh, you mean now, all day today, when he was like, sumo, sumo, sumo. <laughs> I, taught my, I taught my almost two-year-old how to sumo with me. So I get down and like into a squat, and I go, okay. Sumo! And he runs across the room and then belly bumps me. It's 
I'll send you. I'll send you a video. It's, yeah, I gotta see that. It's incredible. I feel like the, your kid is gonna be uh, like gonna get into high school, and all of his friends are going to be in into uh, soccer, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Um, and <laughs> your kids gonna be like, "Oh yeah, well, have you guys heard of the uh, most recent Yokozuna?" <laughs> <laughs> After Hakuho died, they had to nominate a new one. Oh my god! Speaking of which, Brandon, it is the May Basho. It is Grand Sumo is in a tournament right now. Day ten as we record it just wrapped up holy crap it's crazy itchy nojo he's like the biggest mother in the world that guy had to get out because they all have knee problems because they're like hundreds of pounds overweight and disgusting right. and they're like r- running into each other like like linemen in a football game only without pads it's insane but he had to drop out but then so did Tuchi, uh but so did uh taka taka Kesho, who's the brand new promoted ozeki he's 22 years old or something like that this is his big chance to shine MCL. Oh my God. Oh no. So these two young guys that are giant stepping out, it's crazy. But then Tochi Notion, who has not had a good run in the last couple of tournaments, suddenly he's got it together. He's, this is his opportunity. Yeah, he was an Ozeki, which means you're like the top rank before you get to that immortal kind of like Yokozuna status. Yeah. He was the top rank, but then he couldn't, he didn't keep his record up high enough because he was hurt and so he got dropped down. But you have one tournament to prove that you're still good enough. If you get 10 wins of the 15, you get to go back up. Right now, 9-1. and one. Holy oh. crap. So it has been exciting. Then there's this guy. He's only 99 kilograms, okay? That means he's about 200 pounds. <laughs> only. Only 200 he pounds. Looks tiny. It's yeah. crazy. He's this tiny little like <laughs> a barrel it's, of a man. It's but, Kim Ki-hee standing next to Roman Torres. <laughs> so, but think about it. I bet you Roman is probably about the size of the smallest sumo wrestler. So the That's biggest crazy. boy is our tiny boy. So there you go. <laughs> He's got kind of the same hairdo that they have, too. It's crazy. Now, here's the real question. Yeah. Is whether or not these uh, sumo tournaments are longer or shorter than the MLS Cup playoffs. Oh, uh, it's 15 days long consecutively. So I think they're technically, if you crammed all of the days of MLS Cup playoffs together previously, I think it would be a push. I think this year, MLS Cup playoffs will actually be shorter. Oh, wow. That's a, that's actually a first. But don't think you're going to get me to stop talking about Enho, okay? The guy who's <laughs> only 99 kilograms because he is tiny compared to everybody else. So he's running around like a mouse with elephants grabbing legs and spooking people and it's like crazy to watch he's like seven and three in this tournament in his first ever tournament he's is it too- like way more about strategy at that point yeah that yeah ball? yeah because it's not like weight class right like let like no you if you're a small guy if you just happen to be a small sumo wrestler they'll still put you up against hakuho or like one of these big massive dudes yeah like uh ichinojo is like 200 i, I actually want to look it up i think it's like 216 kilos um which is like Almost, it's like 475 pounds. Jesus. Uh, Ichi Nojo, wait. Oh, he's married, evidently. That's weird. I don't oh, know. That's good to know. Oh, he's 227 kilos. Wow. Jeez Louise. Uh, kilograms to pounds. So I'm doing the conversion here via, yeah, 500 pounds. He's 500 pounds big. Sorry, I'm cursing so much, but I'm very excited. Against a guy who's 200 pounds and they like smash into each other. It's my analogy of like a, like a mouse with an elephant is like not horribly um what do you call it right. hyperbolic yeah. it's like yeah so it's crazy to see like you know the fast fat guys are like pretty impressive but this guy's like little compared to him so it's nuts it's been crazy you still have a few days left if you have nhk if you if you pay for cable and you have um you you have you go to the japanese channel 115 and you can watch grand sumo it's bananas i want to i want i'm gonna do that 
Yeah. I'm, I just had to get cable uh, by myself for the first time. What? Because I've been like, uh, like all of the places I've lived, it's just been included ah, in my rent. Hold on, Hold on one second. second. I don't know what happened. Sorry, I got like I got you on my phone all of a sudden. Oh my oh. god, that Celine Dion tattoo is something. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> wow. Wait, the, why are we mentioning him by name? I mean, it's on Twitter, right? And it's like yeah, Celine Dion he, knows about it. Yeah, I yeah, just I, I, don't always like to. Anyone who's mad at me for not beeping that, it's because it's public knowledge. Right. We're not talking smack. That is a real thing that happened. <laughs> and that is a real close-up picture of a dude's butt. Well, that's fine. I've been watching Sumo, which is like just all close-ups <laughs> of dude's butts with like some floss in between it. So, Okay, okay, okay. So I digress. I'm really excited about Sumo, but we'll have to get back to Game of Thrones for my cat and Sumo later because I just came from the bank where I found out I have excellent credit until today oh. when I did a balance transfer and ruined it all. So. Oh, no. Uh, you're getting a dog? Oh, yeah. Um, so a new, new apartment means more space yeah. means, uh, and also these landlords are dope and they're going to let us have a dog. So, yeah. uh, we had people come visit our house to like approve us to adopt a greyhound. So next Monday, uh, we're going to the kennel and we're going to pick up a greyhound. Now tell me, oh, this is even better. Forget tweeting at us about tattoos or whatever. What should Brandon name his dog Sounders related? Dude, I, that's so funny because I have been telling my wife like, oh, we're going to name him Ozzy or we're going to name him Handwalla or we're going to name him. Hey, s- slow down. Pull the handbrake on the Handwalla thing, okay? Let's just see if he sticks around first. <laughs> right, sure. Uh, Ozzy would be great. Um, yeah, sure. So far, the far the, the the closest I've been able to get her to agree on something is Leo after uh, Leo Gonzalez. How about I'm just gonna put this out there? I feel like she'll probably understand me when I say it. But how about Brad Evans, <laughs> the full name? I'm not trying to convince your wife to name my dog. Your wife doesn't like Brad Evans. Is that what you're saying? Are you outing your wife? Uh, I, I I think she might like. Uh... Oh, go to Twitter. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would name him something speedy since he's a greyhound, something yeah. like um, Zakawani, I think is has a real nice. Oh, ring there to you it. go. That's a good one. All it's right, uh, Oba. Oh, I, Oba. oh, that's it. I've been trying to get. I've been trying to get her to name him Oba. I think a uh, voice of Seattle Sounders Stadium, James Woolard, isn't his dog named after the Sounders? Yeah, I think so. Is it Oba? I th- uh, oh, that's probably right. I'm gonna just gonna steal it from James, not his dog. The name. Yeah, just steal. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name my dog. I'm gonna name my dog after James Woolard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna name it uh, Britvox US (laughs) at Britvox US. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good to pot. I feel better. That's good. Okay, so a a a scoreless draw against a tough Philadelphia team wrapped up so much gameplay and so little time. Still not ideal to have to be that far away from home. 0-0, pretty crazy considering the form that Philadelphia has been in compared to the team that Seattle Sounders played. A back five, which is something that I feel like MLS is messing around with a little bit more of these days after it became so popular in the much quicker British Premier League. Mm. But um, uh, it was not a very satisfying in terms of like uh, I was at the bar watching the game and there was this um, there was this gentleman there and at some point uh, Kim Kihi stuck a leg out and and just straight up tripped a Philadelphia player and the Philadelphia player goes tumbling and he's hurt and the guy at the bar goes this is why I don't like soccer they're oh always just God. falling over and then they show as the you, they show the replay you, and Kim Kihi like might as well have like hatcheted the guy's legs <laughs> off because it was like gnarly as he watched like the Trailblazers playoff game where NBA flops 
much harder. Uh, let me tell you, up here, that's not what it's about. Up here, it's about the Seahawks, where you hit oh, like a man. So, <laughs> so um, unless unless it's unless it's with your fingertips to the face, <laughs> unless it's sumo and you hit with your belly. That game, I I don't that zero zero against Philly is crazy. I mean. The Sounders played three games in eight days, and the second of those games, that 2-1 win over Orlando, they played 100 minutes with stoppage time and all that. So, like, when the Sounders rolled up five at the back, that, like, weird formation, it was like a 5-4-1-1 against Philly. Let me tell you, the internet lost its mind. This is going to be the most ridiculous game of soccer I've seen the Sounders play, and I've seen Shaori Joseph put up at top. It was crazy though to see the, what a B squad it was. Knew who? I mean, Bruins kind of become a B squad guy, which is yeah. weird. Uh, Abdul Salam was there. Uh, Campbell and you had a good tweet about this. A good take on it that Campbell and Bruin being on the field at the same time proved that they're not the same person. <laughs> I was really unsure for a long time. Yeah, as as one would be. <laughs> so, uh, if the weird part about the match though was that. I feel kind of like, not necessarily a defensive squad, but a squad that felt like it was going to, at least in that first half, play for the draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely looked like, uh, as Hey Gregor tweeted on Twitter, <laughs> the drawback to playing a back 11 is the lack of offense when the ball goes forward. It was definitely everyone playing defense. Even Raul Ruiz Diaz was pretending. It's It was weird. I mean, we're... The Sounders are one of the best teams in the league right now. They're basically second on every single outlet's power rankings. They're second in Supporter Shield standings right now in MLS, only behind LAFC by a few points. And um, you you would expect a team you don't you don't see like massive Manchester City go to a, a small team in England and bunker because they're tired. You know what I mean? And so I I don't it's know a what to expect. I, I got a, I got pretty bummed. I'm curious what other people think about this because I got pretty bummed when I saw the Sounders roll uh, five at the back and I was like, oh man, I'd love I'd love for them to like have the confidence in their ability to like go get it, go take the win, go steal a win out of Philly. And it's not really stealing it. You should go take it because you deserve it because you're the one of the best teams in the league. So I don't know. I get a little disappointed when I see the Sounders roll out like a super, super, like a 5-4-1-1. Like that killed me but with you like can't, that big of a But the comparison defense. doesn't work though because the money being spent is totally different. Sure. No, they, I know. I'm just oligarchs paying for their squad and... and Yeah, they're way deeper, way, way deeper than than squads like ours. I, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just using it as like a, as an analogy of like as one of the best biggest most powerful teams in the league at the at this point like i'd want to see them go be able to play three games without having to resort to you know hoping for a draw you know what i mean like i want to see that team go and feel confident enough in their structure and their organization to go get goals i love this uh tweet from sounder scandinavia s-n-d-r-n-v-i-a that's how you shorten that nothing quite like rotating 8-11 of your team traveling three time zones playing on short rest away against the top of the east and still getting a point yeah, well, when you put it like that, it makes me sound like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was. I mean, it's easy to look at that squad and be like, yeah, I want New Who to do well. I want Bruin to put some goals in. We're still like, Abdul Salam has looked good, but like, who knows consistency-wise what he's like. Campbell, we don't know. We haven't seen him really play at all. Like, there's a lot of question marks in there when you got, got guys like Leardom, who's uh, tied for the Golden Clog right now, and you've got uh, Rui Diaz that's on the bench. And I, it, it seemed like a move where if he gets it right, he looks like a genius but if Schmetz doesn't get that right they get murdered which it's I mean it, another wrinkle in this is like Jordan Morris went out against Orlando with a hamstring string so you've Orlando. got two yeah and so you've got two players Victor Rodriguez and Jordan Morris who like 
both of those guys could play on the wing. So all of a sudden, like I get why you're dropping guys back and and, and hoping to have some attacking, uh, w- like left uh, fullbacks basically with with uh, Salam and and Nuhu. It was just I don't know I I get I, I get what you, you Schmetzer did what he had to do by rotating the squad like that. Um, I I don't know I I, I just like to see attacking. Like watch, like to watch the Sounders attack, especially because they've been so potent this season. But I get it. I don't know. Uh, Stefan Fry once again is just uh, how he doesn't get called up into the U.S. Men's National Team more often. How he's not <sighs> insane. How he doesn't win Keeper of the Year. That save that he had, where he effectively was just like not getting by me, just stands it up and puts his arms out. And it's like just big in front of a guy who had a clear opportunity on goal in the 18th minute. Was just crazy. Yeah, that was uh, up there with one of the best saves I think we've ever seen from him. Uh, the best being the MLS Cup behind the back Ooh. save against Josie Altidore. This one was up there. I mean, the significance wasn't as as <laughs> big. Beating Philly in Philadelphia, a place that the Sounders have never won, actually. Uh, oh, or wow. no, sorry, not beating Philly, but like drawing against Philly in Philadelphia uh, isn't necessarily like a momentous occasion. But that that save will be on his uh, career highlight reel. Yeah, it's it's something crazy. Now that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Panamanian Tuxedo Man of the Match. <laughs> Honestly, your Panamanian Tuxedo Man of the Match, I think, was Roman Torres. Gasp! I thought that you just made a funny tweet earlier and you're just trying to cram this in here, but you actually you stand behind that. Tell me why. Uh, so... I thought... First of all, explain it, the Panamanian tuxedo, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, Roman, Roman Torres is, um, I don't know, fashion... You know, football players, soccer players try to be fashionistas in their in their off time unless they're trying to be rappers. Like, hey, like hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And Sounder at Heart is now creepily there to cover it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Roman Torres apparently thinks he's got some style and he posted a basically an outfit of the day to Instagram and... Uh, it was he's gone full Canadian he's gone full Canadian tuxedo except if you like shrunk wrapped shrunk wrapped that Canadian tuxedo around his body and then gave him like yellow slippers I didn't those are I mean they're pretty fly I would wear I would wear those if I had half the courage that he has he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo made for Venice because of the flood pants nature of them he's the Panamanian tuxedos the Canadian tuxedo but tight and short man of the match (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, who's hot? Who's garbage? And who's hot garbage? We'll start with hot. Hot. <laughs> I, hot is uh, Roman Torres. I I don't know if I just didn't expect him to to stand up and like play a great game as the center anchor in a in a back five. But I thought he had an insanely good match. And um, I don't know if yeah, I, I don't know if he just like exceeded my expectations, which were already low, or if he had actually had a good statistical match. But I think he's making a comeback. I think in uh, based on uh, looking at my watch and my calendar. Uh, yeah, right about now is when Roman Torres is usually fit for the season. <laughs> Bur- too, so hot it burned. <laughs> um, I'm going to say hot. Hot. Stefan Fry is making his own fashion statement. Cinder blocks are so in fashion after Fry wore them as a wall in Philadelphia. My God, that guy's unstoppable. It's so crazy. Uh, we're we're so I don't that's uh you know the the best eleven like the Sounders best eleven thing that's happening right now where fans can vote for what eleven players are the best in Sounders all time history. Oh man, I've got a thought about this. I think that for me it's Stefan Fry, but I think that there's a case like if people make the case for Casey Keller, I get it. I get what they're saying. Uh, two guys in different points of their career, so it's hard to like for sure. It's 
definitely hard to um, to to play those apples and oranges. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and then and then for people trying to say Marcus Hanneman, like I get it. You know what I mean? Hot. <laughs> Moving on, hot, hot. I gotta give it up to Wando, uh, Wando Lasky. Four goals for San Jose in a match that took him to be the all-time leading scorer in MLS history. One forty-eight in total, one hundred and forty-eight goals as a professional in MLS. The old man must have had a hip lubricated pre-match or something because he was crushing it. The one where he stole the ball from the keeper and put it in, ah. Uh, Man, that was satisfying. He always has the Sounders number somehow, but it was nice to see uh, someone else take over that goal tally there. I'm sure it'll get broken someday, but it's pretty cool for a guy that's spent his whole career playing here to be able to to do that. That's cool. Right. He can't be that good. He's never scored against FC Cincinnati. <laughs> Moving on. Garbage. 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 The Sounders will not play in Seattle for over a month. June from 29th. Now. That is uh, like five and a half weeks away from when we're recording this. That is so crazy. Garbage. It's insane. It's in, in that time, there's like three international tournaments starting that are, all of our players are going to be going to. So I, I don't It's It's nuts that there won't be soccer played in Seattle by the Sounders, that is, for like what it's over 30 days right it's like 35 36 days but be on the lookout because brandon and his brother will be out running around playing soccer and pointing to their star hands i'll bring you a sharpie so you can draw one on i was thinking of rain the seattle rain but you know yeah you can come see me and my brother play like idiots too uh that won't be in seattle i have to remind you that's uh that doesn't happen oh tacoma yeah i just have to to digress for just a second garbage my buddy uh, so i got a tattoo while i was in amsterdam and it's of the belgian grand prix racetrack called spa francochamp um and this place my wife wanted to go to we did the thing we got the tattoo she couldn't get one because she was breastfeeding they were like yeah that's probably not cool okay fine i got it the only thing i wish i would have done is the symbol for amsterdam some people i didn't know until i went you see it everywhere is triple x yeah it's all over everything and so like if you look at toby alderweireld or whatever his name is like he's got like a crazy like negative space triple x on his neck or something that's crazy um i wanted to go back and get that done just to add to the tattoo i got and then today my dumb friend goes to amsterdam and gets a triple x tattoo and i thought <laughs> god damn it so. yeah but his was for triple x the actor not for not for amsterdam his was for exhibit Anyway, so that's a, for me, that's garbage. Garbage. All right, moving on. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Uh, hot garbage. FC Cincinnati and all of the freaking international tournaments are going to be happening in the next month. Did you just do two hot garbages in one? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> hot garbage. The international tournament is going to be a disaster with the amount of hamstring injuries that we're dealing with right now. It's going to be real bad. It's. Looking at the chart that someone put together, I saw Ari Lillianwell, 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 whatever. I saw him tweet it. I've had beer. This is my. This is the problem. Okay, <laughs> I saw him tweet out whatever this uh, this chart is. It might be from Sounder at Heart, I think. Yeah. Um, someone put together who's going to be available and who's not because the U.S. men's national team is so dumb. Stefan Fry will be available for the uh, the entirety of the run up between. Um, the end of May and mid-July. Leerdam available. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Ariaga is going to Copa. What are the big names? We'll lose Roman Torres to the Gold Cup. He's your man of the match. That could be a big deal. Hi. I was going to say, basically June 5th, the Sounders are playing with S2 players. Yeah. And one of them being uh, the other Roldan brother, Alex Roldan. That's fine with me. Bring him up. Right. 
Uh, but, yeah, so but June you, 5th, all of the players that will be missing is Ariaga, Rui Diaz, Roman Torres, Nico Ladero, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris, uh, Gustav Svensson, Brad Brad Smith, Kim Kihi. What's Akon? Uh, is that just uh, a, is is New Who just going to a rap concert? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Afri- African Cup of Nations. Oh yeah 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 okay it's not the rapper. <laughs> my, my, my bad. This is a a Akon. <laughs> that one's Akon. <laughs> Uh, whoever is trolling to include Clint Dempsey out with suspension for the entire time, you are my favorite. And then Suarez not being available until mid-July. Is that when his contract ends, I'm guessing, with uh, Barcelona? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, you know the names that you're going to have available. Uh, Harry Ship, the Seamen Rejoice. Hey! Uh, Wingo, Alex Roldan, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will be available. Leva, Campbell, Buana. Uh, Bruin and more. So, there, but there's a bunch of big names that aren't going to be here. We'll worry about that when it comes to it. When we come back, we'll find out what the stupid sporking Kansas City team is all about this year. Are they any good? Do we have anything to worry about next on the Full 90 Extra Time podcast or now, depending on ad placement? All right, welcome back. We have a big match uh, away again because the Seattle Sounders FC are away until the end of June. Sporking Kansas City Children's Mercy Park, where they don't kill kids, they show them mercy. <laughs> Sporking Kansas City is 11th on 2, 4, and 5 is their record. Wow, what a terrible season for a team that usually is such a great rival. I think that traditionally speaking, I don't have the stats to back this, but I think Kansas City and LA Galaxy are kind of the two teams that give Seattle the most trouble. I don't know about this year, though, because their injury list is hella long. It's like our cup list of people that are going to different cups this summer. Uh, Sporking Kansas City, 11th in the West, take on Seattle Sounders FC 2nd in the West. That sounds good. 7-1-5. and five. Children's Mercy Park, 3 p.m. Seattle time on a day I didn't write Saturday or Sunday, so I don't know. <laughs> they listen to this podcast for the hard-hitting journalism, I'm sure. <laughs> At least Sunday, 3 p.m. Seattle time. That's when uh, the kickoff is. And the go... F- go. Oof, I almost said the naughty version. The go spark yourself cup. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So give us a little background here, uh, uh, Brandon. There's a lot to draw from. It's it's crazy. Kansas City is 11th in the West, and this is the team that won the Western Conference last season. But like the Sounders are all too aware of, Kansas City is uh, suffering from what I like to call the four, the curse of the four C's. It's the Cup of CONCACAF Cup. Oh, curse. the Damn four it. C's. Yes. <laughs> the Cup of CONCACAF cup curse there we go oh i'm sorry i cut you off the 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 kansas city qualified for the cup of Concacaf cup last season and they went pretty deep in it this season and uh now all of their players are injured and they can't win any games and uh they're pretty pretty bad right now so they've lost three of their last five matches and the other two were draws and then actually they haven't won any in seven matches however this team can be good their last win was against Montreal, seven to one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Now, um, but you were right in saying that like Kansas City and Sounders FC usually have each other's numbers because um, this is a crazy stat I found that uh, Sounders FC posted that all time between these two teams, the Sounders are nine five and four all time against Kansas City. So nine wins, five draws, four losses. Um, 
all time, 37 goals have been scored between the two teams, 14 of which have happened in between the 76th and 90th minutes. Oh, wow. So a lot. That's like uh, just under half of the goals ever scored in this game are scored in the, the last third of, or last, yeah, about third of the match. This makes me so mad. Did you say nine, five, and four, nine wins, five draws, and four losses? Yes. I hate how they list this. It's different everywhere. Oh, did I get that? No, no, no. It's fine. Oh, I might no. I think I'm wrong. I think it was nine five nine wins, five losses, four draws. That's yeah, because bad. Seattle this year on this season, this is something that's been overlooked. I think the reason why Seattle's uh, in second place is because that hot start that they got. Hot seven one and five. One loss is pretty sweet, man. That's like I'll take a bunch of draws over a bunch of losses. Obviously, I'd like to see more goal production or whatever. But seven wins and one loss—that is a great ratio to have, no matter how many draws there are. I, don't, I I I agree with you to a point. Like obviously, I'd rather take a point than uh, than none. But taking it back to the Premier League this season, you saw the two best teams in the in the league. the The team that won had more losses than the team that lost. That only had the team that came in second that only had one loss. Yeah, but they don't so, do playoffs, bro. It doesn't matter. No, I know, but I, I care about the supporter shield as well. So oh, I'd love to see the too. Sounders be taking points all the way up until the end of the season and actually challenge LAFC. And every time we get a point and they get three, to to that you know just furthers further furthers the gap, widens the gap between sure. the two teams, yeah. and makes it harder for the Sounders to catch up. So that's all I'm saying is that the Sounders have had kind of a lot of draws over the last five matches um, and five overall already. So I'm just hoping that they those draws start turning into wins yeah absolutely i mean i think the injury generator is our biggest foe when it comes to that because uh so many guys down with hamstring injuries that it's almost impossible to it's great to to hold out for those draws when you're so beat up because a team sure. like sporking kansas city with 10 different players that are like either questionable or out <laughs> 10 players man that's great they're like they're feel they're like taking uh four subs with them and stuff it's that's nuts to even think that way like those losses will hurt them way more down the road in terms of playoff position and everything so it's it's so it's so bad i mean like that we you know a lot of teams get injured right like but you you they wish they had brad evans back right now (laughs) jerks he's too busy like caravanning through new mexico or something couldn't hear you through my beard um Kansas like we we are not being hyperbolic about the injury woes that they're having like earlier this season yeah, 10 was legit their head coach Peter Vermes had to cancel practice cuz they couldn't field enough players for the practice squad like he had to straight up stop training because not enough players could come to Here, training to make it worthwhile let me let me read the list for you Sporking Kansas City Eric Hurtado right knee surgery done out is uh, Jalen Lindsay torn meniscus done Rodney Wallace hip surgery done Roger Espinoza with Premier League experience knee injury done uh, Gerso Fernandez broken wrist Andrew uh, Andreu sorry Fontas uh, Juan Cousin Gram, Graham Zuzi I'm just like <laughs> Gram old Gram Zuzi Yimmy Medranda. How dare you? And that those are all the people that are out for the team. And then you talk about a couple questionable guys. Yimmy <laughs> Medranda and Daniel Saloy. Like these are 
That's a lot of squad to not have, man. Like, I can't imagine how difficult it is when they get three games in eight days to be able to do anything with that. And on top of that, something to keep in mind is, as Kansas City go into this next match against the Sounders is that on top of all of their injuries, they recently played, their last match was against Vancouver, where their best player, arguably one of their best players, Christian Nemeth, uh, got a red card. So they're not doing themselves any favors. Like, between the injuries and now missing their best player going into the Sounders match, uh, the Sounders are going to have, hopefully, a lot of opportunities to not just go and win, but to maybe start making up some of that goal differential that LAFC is putting on them. Dude, that red card was nasty. Oh, like, watching that guy's ankle bend when he went studs up oh. right into the side. Was that guy okay? I didn't even, like, follow up on that. I don't know. It, that was gnarly, though. I can't... I'm, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. And Like, you know, like, when they show the injuries in basketball games where or people's leg is literally popping out? I'm, I can't do that. Yeah, it's awful. I can't. I can't do it either. <laughs> but to watch a bunch of people burned alive on Game of Thrones, I'm in. I am not in on that either. <laughs> I'm not. Did you watch the end of it yet? No, I have not even watched the beginning of it, so I just know how it all ends. What are you talking about? The people burning then? You don't know what you're talking about. How, no, I, I follow enough of like the pop culture to know how like what happens. I nah, don't care dude, enough when to they be burn, When they burned the kid a few seasons ago, that's crazy, dude. That was like... <laughs> no, but the worst part of Game of Thrones is like when a guy hits another guy in the face with an axe and then pulls the axe out oh, and you're like, okay. oh, God, <laughs> what are you doing? Like when they start fighting dead people, it's like fine because they're dead. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can handle yeah. that. But like when yeah, it's yeah. just like... Oh, that guy had a head, and now he doesn't, and we're watching the blood splatter everywhere. Gross. Can't do that. Yeah, that, uh, that red card for Game of Thrones. <laughs> so let's go watch professional sports where players' actual real-life ligaments become torn uh, apart. The hashtag Steve Zakawani. Oh, no. All right, uh, for this match, who do you see being the hero for Seattle? Uh, I think that I'm hoping that Ruol, Ruol I'm getting your, your accent. Don't blame this on me, Ruol. <laughs> Rule. I'm hoping Raul comes back and, into the starting lineup uh, as opposed to a sub like, like he was used against Philly and um, starts to score some goals again. He had a great match against uh, Orlando uh, and is, is seems to be getting back to his scoring ways. Um, hard to score when you have literally nobody up top helping you out. So um, I, I, I think he's blameless against Philadelphia. So I'm hoping that against a very, very, very weekend um, team in Kansas City that he's going to come out and, and just stunt on them. Now, Namath is out, so your villain for Sporking Kansas City. Uh, my villain is the Scottish Johnny Scottish. Russell. And he's uh, he's he's kind of their next guy up for them. He's he's had he's kind of had some crazy goals uh, over the last two seasons. He had an insane last season. Um, this season he's got three assists, four goals. Uh, he he just he's a dribbler. He can tear up defense. Um, the Sounders probably playing with a regular back four. Maybe Chad Marshall comes back. Who knows how his uh, swollen, definitely not a head injury knee is doing. Let's call it swole. Uh, his swole knee. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with Chad Marshall's knee was never that it was inflamed. It's so that swole. He worked out too hard. <laughs> so yeah, that. So uh, Chad Marshall's swole knee, let's, uh, let's hope is uh, he's, you know, stop taking the roids on that one and uh, comes back in. But anyway, so Johnny Russell's a guy that carves up the defense. Uh, the Sounders should be okay, given that he's going to be doing a lot of defending. Um, but another guy to watch out for who I think the Sounders should always watch out for. He used to play for the Revolution. He's from Federal Way. His name is Kellen Rowe. He's a he's uh, 
great great player. I think the Sounders have even showed interest in interest in him over the over the years. Uh, just never found the right opportunity with the right salary uh, cap available to pick him up. So, um, but Kellen Rowe is a, he likes playing against Seattle. He likes playing in Seattle. While this is in Kansas City, I think that he's still a guy who kind of has a point to prove against uh, his hometown team. So, traveling fans, don't be yelling two five three because he's going to get fired up. It's crazy. <laughs> now, who is the villain in the eyes of Sporking Kansas City? So, if you are a Kansas City fan like my friend uh, here in Seattle her name is Elle uh, what's up Elle who probably doesn't listen to my podcast uh, she's, a Kansas, a jerk. she's a Kansas City fan um, and if she were to choose a villain I'm sure it would be Johan Croze yeah uh, so far I've been able to tell that uh, Kansas City is their own worst nightmare at this point if you go visit the uh, Kansas City subreddit the Sporting Kansas City subreddit right now um, their top one of their top posts is Croze couldn't keep the ball if you locked it in a safe and tied it to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it says says the user Mouse Droid Mechanic. So, <laughs> so this guy knows what he's talking. I about. mean, he works on small droids about the size of a soccer ball. Of course, he knows. Yeah. I like the subtext of that. What an absolute. F- moron. <laughs> and I like that. There's 31 comments on it too. Like people are. <laughs> Agree. Not many positive. I just listened to a audiobook about not shaming people, and boy, does that make this this comment right here much Conflict. more difficult for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, looking ahead, what's the motivation for Seattle? Then, I mean, obviously, don't you you win the game is obviously the motivation for everybody. But what do you see more nuanced than that? I think the the motivation for Seattle is to not forget their loved ones at home while they're on this extended. Uh, vacation road trip uh, <laughs> across the country to write postcards to their loved ones to not forget their travel toothbrushes to eat barbecue after a nice great win check it off all of their bucket lists also uh, against kansas city guys when you're traveling this much make sure you don't put your suitcases on the bed or the floor because that's how you get the bugs you put it on the provided suitcase rack Here's what's here's what a real motivation is is just to stay healthy. When you're traveling these these this many miles um, over this kind of stretch of time, like that's where we start to see all of these muscle injuries, where players are sitting on planes for hours at a time. Uh, you start to see these muscle injuries. This is my like uh, dad talking to you. Remember to stretch, kids. Um, <clears throat> I think that that's honestly one of their main motivations. Besides, go out and win all the games, which is always the motivation. But another one is just to try to stay healthy, try to stay limber. <laughs> Yeah, for sure though man and like also make sure you take your vitamins and stay hydrated and go to bed on time as, as somebody who who got who had to travel to northgate to play a 90 minute soccer match as a fill-in on my friend's soccer team um which just about killed me for two and a half weeks uh i think that stretching is very important now in my old age of 28 when you say northgate you mean just above roosevelt <laughs> where i currently live yeah yeah, okay, good, good, good. Actually, I live in Queen Anne now, but I was living in Roosevelt. <laughs> How about the motivation for Spork in Kansas City? We'll just let that one just sit and people can just judge. <laughs> Kansas, City, uh, Kansas City haven't won since my dead mother's birthday, okay, in March oh on the 30th. So good job, Mom. Way to curse Kansas City. <laughs> Your mom is the cup of CONCACAF cup? Ha, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, for Kansas City, it has to be like win at home. They always seem to get up against Seattle. I don't know how you do that when you're missing half the team. Maybe they can only start seven players at a time. Who knows what their deal is? But uh, I don't know. They win, maybe 
try not to lose anybody else, stop the bleeding a little bit. I don't know what their motivation is at this point. Just get a point. Just get a point. Stop a team that is second in the West. Get a point. Do anything. These poor guys. I like trying to be. Um, What's is it the word objective subjective objective objective subjective subjective is the one where you're not a homer right yeah. trying to be objective in some way shape or form just trying to stay out of it like I feel for a team like Sporking Kansas City where I see all the injuries that they have and it's like not fair you don't actually get to play a squad that you judge whether or not you who is the best team like it doesn't it's not right. that easy so it's uh so that's where I feel for them but also three points on offer let's bring them all home. Okay, so something. This is, I think, a new, a new, nice feature that we could talk about here, Brandon. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend this weekend, and so that means our timing will be a little bit weird. Oh, we should watch a match together. We can't. Ah, you. M- I see what you wrote here. Ah, sorry. I don't know why I went so extreme on that, but uh, uh, you set yourself up for that. I wrote that down like an hour ago. I didn't read ahead. Okay, God. Uh, where, where are you going to be watching the match, Brandon? Well, my, my wife and I's anniversary is in uh, a couple weeks, but we're going to use the three-day weekend to go out to Leavenworth to this beautiful hotel and spa. And uh, so what I'm going to be doing to watch the match is trying not to get killed by my wife in Leavenworth for her anniversary trip while watching the Sounders. Just pay for her to have a massage at that time and go. then go get yourself some Sounders on, bro. Drink some beers. Oh, my God. I'd love to go up there and crush some beers and do that. It sounds great. <laughs> do you want to come to Leavenworth and watch the Sounders match with me? Are you asking me to massage your wife? During my... <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm asking. I want to go watch the game. I need somebody to massage my wife. Sixty dollars. <laughs> I'll take it. TLDL. In case you just tuned in somehow and had to sit through all of that. Oh boy, <laughs> too long. Didn't listen. Uh, welcome back to the show. What did we learn today, Brandon? Uh, too long. Didn't listen. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, she hasn't made it this far. <laughs> Uh, but for real, ch- too long, didn't listen. Chad Marshall's knee is so swole. <laughs> uh, TLDL, Ruol, Ryu Diaz. Uh, and <laughs> TLDL, do you want to do this one? No, no, you have to do it. God damn it. <laughs> TLDL, the curse of Gregor's dead mother is real. <laughs> Never win on my mother's birthday. She'll curse you, too. Take a look at your Crystal Pepsi ball. Appropriate. And let's uh, try to figure out how this game is going to end. It's a Sunday affair. It's an away game, so we'll find a bar to watch it in. Maybe you're in Leavenworth rubbing Brandon's wife. Weird. Uh... Sporking Kansas City, 11th in the West? Are they in the East? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the West. 2 4 and 5 versus Seattle Sounders FC, second in the West, 7 1 and 5. Children's Mercy Park, 3 p.m. Seattle time. Go spork yourself. What do you see happening in this matchup there, Brandon? I see Sounders 3 0 win. Uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz hat trick. I'm going 9 0 Sounders! <laughs> 